Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is our Monday morning discipleship podcast, Monday morning discipleship. And as always, we like to come on each and every Monday, um, try to give you a little something to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so uh, let's get back into our series. We've been in a series for the last few weeks, um, a gospel for marginalized people. And uh, I, y'all forgive me. I don't know which week we on right now, four or five. I'm not, I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, we're going to get back into that series on today. And we've been sharing this word, um, especially with everything that's going on uh, in the nation. And uh, we've been sharing it in, in, in relation to how we are called, especially those of us in the church, how we are called to treat marginalized people people that are pushed on out to the edges of society and not treated the same way as everybody else is treated. So how are we supposed to treat marginalized people, particularly uh, from a Christian perspective? And uh, we've got to understand as Christians, we're called to a different standard than the world is called to. Amen. And so um, we're sharing this thought with you all uh, again, this gospel for marginalized people. So let me go um, to some scripture on today. And we told you last week that we were going to be going uh, in another direction, we were talking last week uh, in the book of Matthew, I believe, chapter 25. We were talking about uh, Jesus uh, basically saying, uh, when you do for the least of people, that that's how you serve him. When you do for the least of people. And, and one, of the, one of the things that we left off on is that a lot of us don't want to do for people because we're too busy trying to hold on to what we have. And uh, I think I shared this uh, on the podcast. If I didn't, I'll share it now. Um, and my, I may have shared it in my Bible class, but again, um, I, I made the statement that whatever we have is on loan anyway. And it's interesting that we don't want to share stuff that really don't even belong to us. Now, again, I'm talking to the Christian. I don't know who's listening to the podcast right now, but I'm talking to those of us who are Christians that believe in the word of God, that believe in the Bible. The Bible tells you in Psalms 24 and one that the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. It says everything in the world belongs to God. And so it's simply ours by stewardship. Whatever you have, God has made you a steward over it. You're not an owner of it. And so with that being said, and I do believe I shared this in Bible class with that being said, one of the things that I said was it's interesting that we don't want to share something that doesn't even belong to us. The Bible tells us specifically that all of it belongs to God. So how dare we not share something that doesn't even belong to us? Right. You're simply a steward. And so um, last week when we, we, we ended up, uh, I wanted to go next to a familiar passage of scripture or a familiar story in the Bible um, about the rich young ruler. And I'm going to be looking at it from the Matthew text because they pretty much all say the same. This this is in uh, Mark and Luke as well. But I'm just going to look at uh, the Matthew text on today. We talk about this rich, rich, young, young ruler. Let me give you the overview if you don't know. He asked Jesus, you know, what do I got to do? Uh, well, you know, I tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Here's what, I'm not going to give you the overview because I'm going to read the scripture anyway. So I'm going to read through it. Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 30. I'm going to read them all. And then we'll discuss because we'll probably be dealing with this particular text for about two weeks. Because again, I'm going to do my best today, y'all. Stay between 15 and 20 minutes. All right. So um, here I'm, I'm going to read uh, Matthew 19 verses 16 through 30. I'm going to read it first in the New King James Version. And then as we discuss, I'll, I'll go back and forth between that and New Living Translation. So starting at verse 16, Matthew 19 and 16 it says this. Now, behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, 
what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17. So he said to him, Jesus, Jesus said to him. So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good. Uh, no one is good, but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false, false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Verse 23, then Jesus said to his disciples, assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Verse 25, when his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, who then can be saved? Tells you right there that this mentality about the rich being favored has been around for a long time. Verse 26, but Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, see, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the son of man sits on his on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me also will sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last will be first. That is the word of God. That is Matthew chapter 19 verses 16 through 30. I wanted to make sure I read them all because a lot of times I say I'm not going to read them all and wind up dealing with all of them now. Let's go back and deal with this rich young ruler. We talk about marginalized people. Now, obviously, he's a rich young ruler. He's rich, he's young, and he's ruling. <laughs> so, so he's not marginalized. He, he's got everything, right? But, but it's interesting when you read the text here, when you read what he's, he's looking at, there is something inside of him that seems to be aware of the fact that with all of your money and all of your possessions, and the fact that you are a ruler of some kind with all of that, you're lacking. I just wish we could make this connection with people in society that have a lot that don't want to give that that somewhere in you you're lacking. And so he can't somehow he, he he's at the, he's at a point where he recognizes that all of the stuff that I have, I still want to go to heaven. I, I it's, it's this is not enough, right? I want, I want to secure eternal life. And there's so, there's so, so much. And that's why we're going to spend two weeks here. There's so much to unpack and uncover here. Uh, when you think about this rich young ruler, when you think about this, there's so much that we got to dig into because again, it's hard. And, I, and I've shared this. I think I've shared this in this podcast. If I haven't uh, done it before on, on Monday morning discipleship, I'll share it now. As I've said before to people, it's hard to get rich. Hear me. It's hard to get rich. I mean, super rich without taking advantage of somebody at some point. 
Now, I know people who got money don't like to hear that, but I've said this before and, and, and I found it to be true. Rich people often get rich off of those who, who aren't necessarily rich. Now, again, you may, you may say to yourself, well, what if I'm an entertainer? Somebody who probably couldn't afford to be going to your movies and listen to your music, they would probably listen to it anyway. And I'm just saying, and I'm not faulting you necessarily, unless you're trying to take advantage of poor people. I'm not faulting you. People do what they want with their money. Okay. Now I won't get too, too wrapped up in that commentary, but there's something in this, this, this rich young ruler where he says, listen, I, I got all this stuff and, and I'm in charge somewhere, but that's not enough. That's not enough. I actually want to go to heaven. And so then he asked Jesus this question. He goes, listen, listen, what do I got to do? And I'm paraphrasing. What do I got to do to get to heaven? And so I'll, I'll deal with this next week. I'll deal with the fact that Jesus explains to him that there's only one good, but there's only one person that's good. And that is God. And I'll deal with that on next week. Cause, cause there's something in there that we need to point out, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose track of what we're doing. I'll deal with that next week. But if you go, if you go down the list, Jesus says, keep the commandments. And he said, which one? He sounds like a rich man. He's like, tell me exactly what I got to do to get your business, to, to, to make this product sell to <laughs> he sounds like a rich man. Exactly what I got to do. Jesus runs down the, 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 all of the commandments. You know, we, 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 we just read through it. And he says, I've done all of that. He seems to be trying to check every box. Tell me what I got to do. Tell me what it's going to cost me to get to heaven. I kept the commandments and clearly I can afford it. <laughs> Amen. Tell me what I've got to do in order to get to heaven. But here, here we get to the meat of what we want to talk about today. And, and we're almost done, by the way. Here we get to the meat of this. In verse 21, Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have. Give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Now, now, how do we get here this week, Reverend Jackson? I'm glad you asked that question. We talk about giving to the poor. One of the great struggles in our society is trying to get people to relinquish their money and give it to somebody who's less fortunate. Now, let me deal with this because a lot of people that have money are very charitable. And they give to organizations and they give to uh, homeless shelters and things like this. And they, and they support these types of initiatives. We think about poor people, but, but let me challenge your thinking on today. All poor people are not homeless. Some poor people live in houses. They live in apartments. They pay rent. They, they have cars. They, they, some of they have jobs, but yet they're still poor. They, they don't have a, 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 uh, they're not being paid a living wage. They're struggling to make ends meet. You know, we got people in this country right now that can't go to work because we're still dealing with this virus. And you got people in this country who are blessed enough to be able to go to work, or maybe they own their own business or whatever. And they're disparaging people for getting unemployment to keep them from going hungry or keep them from getting put outdoors. And so let, let me make that distinction very quickly here that all poor people are not on the street. We got to understand that, right? All poor people are not on the street. Now he says, sell what you have, sell it. But then he, he says something else to him, sell what you have, give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. 
the the new living translation he says if you want to be perfect go and sell all of your possession and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven then come and follow me sell your stuff but not for profit sell your things give it to the poor give it up right let me look at it from king james version if thou wilt be perfect go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. Now I want to point out something here. And if I'm wrong, I'll correct it on next week. But, but um, one of the things that I was taught when I went to school concerning this preaching thing is don't add nothing. Don't take nothing away from the scripture. Talk about what you see. Even when I look at the text right now, and this just hit me. If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor I don't even see in here where Jesus said, give it all to the poor. But he said, sell what you have and give to the poor. Right now, I think we've we've made the we've made the leap sometimes that Jesus wanted him to give him, give it all. And I'm not going to dispute that. I'm not going to argue with that. But I'm saying if he's telling him to sell his possessions, even if you're going to keep some, he ain't telling you to keep much. So if you really want to be in heaven, you got to be sold all the way out. To me, sell what you have, give it to the poor. You will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. So here, here in one more thing, and we're almost done here today. One more thing. I see Jesus saying to him, if you sell to the poor, I'll give you something in heaven. When you came to me, let me go back up here. Let me go back up here. Verse 16. Now behold, one new King James version. Now behold, one came to him and said, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? You're asking about heaven. Here's here's the good news about Jesus. If you do what I told you to do, if you sell what you got and give to the poor, you'll have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. If if we're if we're not careful, y'all, we will miss what Jesus is offering you. You asked for eternal life, and I said you'll have treasure in heaven. I'm going to make sure you have some stuff while you're in heaven. Now, what that treasure is, you got to get to heaven to see all of that. But, but he says you'll have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. Here's where I'm going to leave you all this week, and again, we'll pick it up on next week. Verse 22. When you talk about dealing with marginalized people, Jesus says, rich man. Take what you have, downgrade, do whatever you got to do, sell it off, give it away, whatever you got to do, and then give the proceeds to somebody who's less fortunate. This this could probably fit into when he says, love your neighbor as you as you love yourself. And verse 22 is where we end up. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. How bad do you want to make it to heaven? He went away disappointed because he said, how do I get to heaven? And Jesus says, here's how. And he said, this is very disappointing. Because according to what I see right here, the mentality seems to be my heaven is really on earth. Because I'm disappointed that I have to give up these things in order to go to heaven. How does this tie in as we get ready to to bring this to a close? Because I'm at 15 minutes. How does this tie in Reverend Jackson with a gospel for marginalized people? When Jesus says, 
if you really ask Christians, again, I, I'm, I'm doing Monday morning discipleship for Christians. As Christians, if y'all really, really want to serve me properly, you got to figure out how to redistribute what you have. You've got to figure out how to share this with those that are less fortunate. You cannot be in Washington making up policies to keep less fortunate people from getting stuff that they need because you feel like they need to work hard or so on and pull yourself up by the bootstraps, whatever the case may be. If you say you're saved, now I understand if you're not saved, no, none of this means nothing to you. But if you say you're saved, because we're dealing with a gospel for marginalized people, you ought to be actively trying to do for those who are marginalized, who are less fortunate. Watch this. Nowhere in here does Jesus says, sell all you have, examine the circumstances of the poor, find out whether or not it's their fault, and then give to them after your findings. He says, sell what you have and give it to the poor. He said, just do these things. He didn't tell you to analyze. He didn't tell you to figure out how to help them diversify or anything like this so that you don't have to give up your money. He says, sell what you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me if you want to make it to heaven. Now, again, there could be some confusion there about, can I earn my way to heaven? We'll talk about that next week. But herein, y'all, we talk about a gospel for marginalized people. We're called, even the rich, to help those that are less fortunate. And Jesus didn't tell us to help them a little bit. There's a great deal that we are required to do for those that are less fortunate. And, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm not telling you that Reverend Jackson does all that he could do. But I'm telling you that I make an effort to do for those that are less fortunate. I'll give an example before I get out of here. You know, there was a there was a time and I, I've since retired from this because this is a lot of work. <laughs> I may do it again one day. I don't know. It's a lot of work, but there was a time for my radio broadcast where I would every summer I would sell barbecue dinners. It was literally the bane of my wife's existence because it drove her crazy because God bless her. She would always help me, but it drove her crazy. She didn't, she didn't like, it's a lot of work because a lot of people love their ribs and they love their barbecue chicken. And I was on the grill for two days doing this stuff. But let me tell you something. Every time that I would do this, this dinner drive for the radio broadcast, every time that I would do this and we would have extra food and I would always make sure that I had extra food left over and I would pack those dinners up and I didn't pack up scraps. I would pack up full dinners. You know, sometimes I may have eight, 10, 12, 15 dinners left. I buy some extra meat and I would get in my car. I would get in with my wife and we would drive around the city of Detroit. And I would find people that I felt like maybe needed a meal and I would just give them a meal. And that was part of the service that I felt like I needed to do. I would buy extra meat. So I always had something left over to take and give to those who are less fortunate. And we would pray for them. One year really touched my heart. My son, who was probably about five at the time, asked me, could he go with me? He said, I want to go and help you give give food to the people. And so it was just me and him one year. My wife stayed home. It was just me and him. And I wanted him to see ministry in action. I wanted him to see how we were supposed to treat those who are less fortunate. Because my son don't know anything about being hungry. My son don't know anything about being poor. Now, now dad knows something about being poor. Dad knows something about not having the best of. My son don't have that testimony. 
because God has been good to his father. But, but at the end of the day, y'all, when Jesus says, I need you to give up what you got and come and follow me, we cannot walk away sorrowful. We cannot screw up our faces. We cannot get an attitude. When Jesus says, we have to be about the business of taking care of those who are less fortunate, those who have been marginalized by society. We have to be about the business of taking care of them. We can't walk away sorrowful, y'all. This gospel is about marginalized people. And it is not about looking at those people when they're poor and they're down on their luck and saying everybody has problem, all lives matter, and I can't help you because everybody, then I got to help everybody. No, when you come across that person that needs help, you help that one person. You don't know who you're helping. You might be helping the next CEO who might grow, who might come out of this situation and go on to help more people than you could help. But you, you sparked the thing. You, you, you made it happen for this person. And so they go and they make it happen for somebody else. So again, we're going to pick it up on next week. I'm already over 20 minutes. I apologize. So that's all the time that we have for Monday morning discipleship. We're going to talk next week a little bit more about this rich young ruler. And there's a couple of things that I want to bring out in this text a little bit more. We didn't get to the end of it, but there's a few more things that we need to bring out. But we, we, we need to have this conversation about how we can share this gospel, spread this gospel for marginalized people. And we spread the gospel by doing the work of God, not just telling the Bible, but actually going out and doing the work. So that's all the time that we got for this week, Monday morning discipleship. Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to follow us on the ministry side, if you'd like to keep up with us, check out the ministries website. That website is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. Stop by there. We do believe that you will be blessed. If you'd like to purchase any of our written works, we always encourage you to check out um, our publishing website, publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and family. We do believe that it will be a blessing uh, uh, to you. So wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. Uh, so subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it with your friends and family. We do believe that it will be a blessing to you. That's all the time that we have for Monday Morning Discipleship. We hope that you were blessed by what we had to share. And we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.